everyone welcome back to another interesting episode of breaking the ceiling my name is ashwin madri uh, the founder and ceo of econox labs and your host uh, for today today i want to talk about one of my favorite foods of all time which is cookies right uh, i am somebody who follows a pretty strict diet but when it comes to cookies i do have a bit of a sweet tooth and i do give way once in a while today i want to talk to somebody who has created a lot of waves uh, in this business Uh, today we are going to be talking to uh, Arushi, who is the founder of Dopul Cookies. Hey, Arushi, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashwin. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Arushi, I've been hearing so much about Dopul Cookies, but before we, you know, uh, jump into uh, Dopul, I would love to know your story till before Dopul. Okay. So, um, I used to live in Mumbai. So, for most of my life, I have lived in Mumbai. Uh, so, I even today I call myself practically a Mumbai girl, and uh, I used to uh, like. I was in Mumbai and I was teaching um, in a previous lifetime. I used to be a professor in an engineering college, so <laughs> I used to be teaching there. And uh, somehow we had a um, we had a session for the students wherein they were discussing entrepreneurial uh, career paths. Okay, and uh, I don't know how many students got inspired by that, but I certainly did. So uh, then I started, uh, you know, and this was back in 2011 or so, I guess. and i st- started sort of you know reading more about entrepreneurship and uh, what paths i can take further in life and stuff like that and i realized that i was missing a lot of um, there was no ecosystem around entrepreneurship or there were no like minded people whenever i would talk to my friends they were hardly interested in entrepreneurship nobody had even heard of it so uh, since i didn't know what to do next and you know i talked to a couple of my friends and nobody was showing any sort of you know that kind of mindset as i wanted it to be i decided that let me do an mba and uh, probably wahan pe log you know are talking about business more than what my friend circle is doing at least so i uh, in 2012 i joined imt gazebad as a marketing major and uh, my first and foremost and the last aim for of joining imt was that i wanted to be an entrepreneur I just wanted to start a business of my own, and I didn't know how how I was going to go about it. But I just went into it thinking that I'll find somebody who wants to do this, and this was my thought. I I thought I'll find a professor maybe who can help me, or I can find a person like a peer in the uh, you know in my class or in my college who's ready to do this, or at least I'll find somebody who has had some kind of you know previous thought process or mindset or some idea which would help me so at that point of time i had no idea what my journey was going to be and stuff like that but i just went in doing thinking that talk about my luck that uh, 10 days in and uh, there's this announcement in college that we are having a new club so there's always a e cell in every college but uh, there was a new club that was forming that year and uh, which was called wishit ventures and they were basically focusing on starting a business from college itself so it was one step ahead yes so the whole idea of the club was that you have to start a business from while being in college i said this this is the thing for me and honestly ashwin that club lasted just for two batches mine was first and then the next batch so today that club doesn't exist so i always tell my friends that that club was made just for me and uh, i think sandwiches was the only uh, like 
I'm telling you about sandwiches was our first venture, but our first venture was the only venture that actually came out of that club, which became so big, and uh, that even the professors in IMT talk about it today's date. So uh, we went, we uh, I got into that club, and uh, there were like twelve of us, and we started brainstorming what we wanted to do, what we don't didn't want to do, and most of the ideas while you're in college are sort of impossible to implement. So we decided after a lot of you know to and fro that we'll just go and uh, so we were participating in a lot of college events at that time we were doing uh, uh, you know startup weekends and God knows what what so then finally we decided that uh, we'll just take up a space near our college and we'll start a sandwich burger based outlet because I was from Mumbai and a lot of the people in the group had either been to Mumbai or stayed there or something like that and we missed the Mumbai street sandwiches. So we decided that we'll just open a street sandwich kind of a shop here in uh, Ghaziabad, and uh, we'll just, uh, you know, start selling that. So it was a very tiny, ninety square feet shop, as I told you, and um, it was a very humble beginning for all of us. And um, I think all twelve of us learned a lot from that beginning, and that was our first, you know, couple of steps to how I am today, basically. So twelve of you started one shop, ninety yeah. square feet. How, how yeah. do twelve people fit into ninety square feet? <laughs> so we had, we all had college, right? So we were dividing our time. So uh, there was a schedule which we, which used to be made, and uh, from this hour to this hour, this person will go. From this hour to this hour, that person will go. And we had our whole inauguration and stuff. We called our college dean. So it was all like uh, proper uh, college kind of an event, sort of, and. Uh, yeah, even today. So now that ninety square feet shop is about eight hundred square feet or so, uh, and even today the entire IMT college they know about it. They visit it. They uh, whenever there is any event or you know any uh, like you know in, uh, whenever a new batch comes in. So I know a couple of professors who uh, mention about sandwiches every single time a new new batch comes in. So it's like. Marketing right over there. So then people, whoever the new batches, they go to check that out. Okay, okay, this professor mentioned this brand. Let's go eat there. So that's like the story is continuing from there. So after this, how did you come up with the idea for Doful Cookies? So we were doing sandwiches after even we graduated uh, in 2014. We graduated and uh, sandwiches was continuing by 2015, 16 or so. I guess 16 or so. I guess. We had um, we had grown up to six outlets. All in Ghaziabad? No, no. So one was in Ghaziabad, then um, Noida, then Delhi, and stuff like that. One we also had in Hyderabad. So it was quite scattered, but yeah, it was five of them were in Delhi and CR, One was in Hyderabad. So uh, we were growing, and we were uh, sort of you know uh, it was we were having fun. Uh, Growing our outlets, uh, even like per outlet, we were growing a little bit, and then um, number of outlets was growing. But what was what used to sort of you know pinch us was that every single time we used to go to a new location, it was like starting from scratch, and it was not a very scalable thing that you could do from one single outlet. So uh, it was very geographically limiting for us. So we started. Uh, by then we started talking and thinking about you know how we can do something at a larger scale and how we can uh, service more people and more uh, more area basically from a single uh, place or a single point of business 
so this kind of thing was going on in our mind by that time uh, so by this time after graduation it was just me and my co-founder husband chaman who was sort of remaining in the business so uh, and then we got married so uh, then we were on our honeymoon to europe and this this is all like going on sandwiches growing on one side and we're getting married on the other then we are on a honeymoon so all of this is happening so we were on a honeymoon and uh, over there we sort of never expected that we'll find a product which we will you know fall in love with and the first time we had soft baked cookies we were introduced to over there it was like really uh, falling in love with that kind of product so i'm not i'm not a biscuit person i say this to everyone i I hate those dry biscuits that you know we get in India and everyone eats them but I just hate them. So when I had that soft bake cookie it was so soft and you know just like a slight crunch on the edges but when you bite into it it was so soft loaded with nuts and chocolates and uh, god knows what so it was like having an entire dessert by yourself and it was a like an amazing experience for both of us. So then we started talking that how have we missed this first first question was why have why don't we know about this okay why don't we know that cookies are so tasty and then the second thing was that uh, like is anyone even doing this in india like you know on this scale and like in this way basically so uh, then we sort of started uh, discussing then we came back and we started trying cookies on at different places so but we always sort of were dissatisfied with the experience that we got so finally we decided that we should probably start a cookie company because there's a there's something which is so delicious and the whole world loves cookies i i don't know i've not met a single person who says that i don't like cookies so yeah so the whole world loves cookies and still there were no good cookies in india so we thought that it was a huge uh, you know a uh, thing where we could add value we could uh, provide good cookies and if not us then who sort of like that and so then we started um, we started doful so doful went live in october 2018 but we had started working on it since i think april 2018 or something so it took us a lot of time to get our recipes right to get that perfect consistency and texture that we wanted and it was not like we had to make one batch of good cookies right we had to make batches and batches of good cookies consistently day in day out so that took some time for us plus we also wanted our cookies to be um, like 100% eggless and still be able to travel all across the country anywhere um, in india and retain their texture and their you know form as they should so that took some time for us to you know get around with but yeah i'm so glad that we were able to cross that initial hurdle that is that is fantastic so tell me about how did you come up with the name doful cookie okay <laughs> that is a like a very long story so we have so do basically means uh, do doh is a short uh, cute little version of dough basically so which is what the cookies are made from so uh, we were very uh, like from day one we were very sure that the cookies that we will make would be different so how they would be different because the basic uh, dough or the basic thing that we'll make them from has to be different so 
it can't be the same cookies that we get from uh, get anywhere here in india so it can't be the same thing and then we are expecting a different result from that so it can't be that so we have to make our dough from scratch and have to figure out every single ingredient of that dough from scratch so in the beginning we were so fixated on you know getting our dough right to finally get our cookie right that uh, uh, we started we were sort of like you know in that frame of mind of getting the dough right so we used to always talk about we have to get our dough right we have to get our dough right so from there sort of you know and then we uh, short formed it to doh basically and then full is just because you know the it it just comes from wholesomeness or like you know uh, say beautiful so something like that so from there that full comes in and so the cookies are dough full so the dough is the whole art in the cookie so that's why it comes that is that is so interesting because whenever uh, i come across names of companies right and the back stories are so interesting that there's so much history woven into it there's so much uh, you know uh, the story about the founders woven into that you know this thing and the process also sometimes woven into the name it's always very interesting to find out how did you know somebody name a company so while you were building this uh, did you have any inspirations did you have any companies or people you were like okay i want to be like this person i want to be like this company did you have any inspiration that way so there were a lot of companies in um say new york or um, basically us who are cookie focused and uh, they they are known for their cookies I'm not sure if you know about this but there's a uh, there's a bakery called levan bakery in new york and they are famous for their cookies so though i have not been there but uh, those guys have been uh, an inspiration of sorts in the way that you know how the cookies should be or how they should taste or how basically uh, how people are so loyal to their cookies that uh, and they cook basically i was just reading about them once and somebody said that their cookies are so consistent that uh, like there's no choice but i have to be loyal about them so that sort of stuck with me and uh, that's when i decided that we have to be you know even though we are handcrafted even though we are uh, made 100% from scratch every single day Uh, there are no uh, machine like processes here but still we have to have cookies which are consistent day in day out somebody who's placing their first order versus somebody who's placing their 50th order should be the experience should be exactly the same so uh, tell me about uh, an exciting or an adventurous moment you've had uh, in the in the journey so far the ex- exciting thing was after the pandemic basically we were closed for a couple of weeks there and uh, when we came back uh, we restarted uh, you know shipping out orders again we told all our subscribers that we had started again and their orders would be you know uh, shipped soon and stuff like that what we didn't realize was that probably people were waiting for us to restart and probably people were you know uh, wanting cookies so much that we started growing uh, like you know organically and we went from uh, one month to other and we went 13x in that month uh, just by telling our customers that we were back so uh, that was that time was very exciting because we had to sort of very quickly realign everything in our kitchen and grow our team immediately and stuff like that and it was challenging for a few days uh to you know manage that kind of uh, volume but yeah very soon it was like 
I think that is the most amazing thing that has happened to us in Doful. So, so what were some of the, or what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced when you were starting off? So, as I told you, when we were starting off, we had a very particular type of cookie in mind. So, uh, our challenge was it, it had to be a soft baked cookie. It had to maintain its texture of being a soft baked cookie, even. today or if a person eats it like say 10 days later it had to be uh, you know the same texture then it had to travel all across india we were doing a completely eggless no preservatives no additives cookie so it was this was a completely handmade uh, made from scratch cookie that a person would probably make in their own kitchen okay so it was that kind of a cookie but it had to be shelf stable it had to be something that uh, would you know maintain uh, that somebody would eat and would say ki okay this i have got from a very nice bakery or a, you know a very nice place something like that so all the features of a gourmet cookie but made in a kitchen and not in a factory so the whole experience had to be like that plus it had to go to your house uh, like it had to be delivered to you there's no space where you could come and you know buy it so all of that had to be managed in from that single cookie and to get that cookie right to get that those textures right we took a lot of time to you know do r and d with our products and stuff like that and even today's date we are very uh, particular about how how our cookies are looking how are their in texture how are they reaching what kind of you know uh, reviews are we getting from that and stuff like that so we are very particular about that so that was one of the challenge that we faced earlier but yeah we were able to work it out in your entrepreneurial journey i'm very sure you had some failures right something that you tried that didn't work uh, what was one of the failures and what was your learning from that failure so one of the failures that i can remember in doful only was that we launched a cookie and we were so this was like i was doing r&d with a new flavor and uh, we tried it out within our team and uh, everyone loved it um, so especially uh, my co-founder chaman he went absolutely ballistic crazy about that cookie and he was like we launched this within a week so he just gave a target that uh, we have to launch this cookie within a week and we all set to work uh we made it a couple of more times it didn't look that there was something you know it, everything looked fine okay and it was going too good to be true basically so we just went ahead we launched it uh the next week we i think 8 days and or so we in in 8 days time we launched it and uh, when it was dispatched after that uh, everyone who got the cookie after 2 days so like within delhi ncr delivery time is next day within then metro cities it is 2 days and then rest everyone else takes about 3 to 4 days but rest everyone else when they got the cookies the cookies had mold in it and that was like the worst thing that could have ever happened because these were the people who had been our you know loyal customers we had emailed them we had gotten in touch with them and we had asked them to buy it there was a new flavor and stuff like that so the whole hype was created and then after that the cookies had molds in it i was like oh my god how do i even come back from this who is going to trust us now so then we started calling each and i think we called like 200 or so people uh, in that very single day so me my co-founder then one of our teammates ananya she also uh, came in 
and the three of us called some 200 people and we asked them how was your experience so most of 60% of them said yeah it was good okay and or they mentioned some problem which was not a big problem okay maybe they didn't like the taste or something like that okay maybe they had some advice to give but it was not a big problem but then there was a huge 40% chunk who said that the cookies had mold in it because maybe the transit time was bigger or something there was some issue and then we had to recall all of those cookies then give them another different flavor because obviously we couldn't keep making these cookies now so then i'll tell you what the cookie was also so it was a strawberry and chocolate cookie and we were using uh, fresh strawberries in that and the whole issue was that the fresh strawberries had too much moisture in it which we sort of didn't anticipate at that point of time because when they were being baked it was looking fine and even we had it 2 3 days later sitting in office it was fine but being in scorching heat outside in the sun during transit something definitely went wrong there and uh, so that was a big learning that do not do anything without doing a full uh, you know uh, check uh, but thankfully most of the people actually did forgive us and uh, they uh, in fact they were happy that we sort of owned up to our mistake so i think that communication which is there and the trust which you know uh, you have in your consumers and the consumers have in you if that trust is broken or shaken you need to take extreme measures and quickly proactively to rebuild that trust because exactly. once that matters yeah, yeah. then you can't you know go back to the beginning again right it's going to be very difficult to build that up so before it shatters yeah. there may be a small crack you need to go and fix it before you know the entire plate of trust breaks right so i i think the fact that you reached out quickly and were able to apologize give them a you know replacement for a new one that itself was uh, i think a big exercise and what i've seen is a lot of brands when something this way happens they try and hide it they try and cover it up right so uh, at equinox there are so many times there are screw ups because we do so many different things there are screw ups any time we know that there is screw up the first thing we do forgetting the cost or anything else we call the client let them know hey we messed up so sorry you know this went wrong machine broke down samples broken transit whatever there are 100 things that can go wrong but the minute it happens we call up we say hey sorry we made a mistake this is what we're doing to fix it right 99.9% of the people will be happy that we were able to you know reach out and our relation actually becomes stronger it doesn't get weaker so like what happened with us also was the similar thing so when we call, we reached out to them many of them had not even opened the cookies by that time so they were like okay let me just check uh, i have received it but i have not opened it then they called up maybe half an hour later saying okay yeah yeah there's some problem with the cookies okay let me uh, so what what can we do about it so then immediately when we said ki uh, okay fine uh, you know we are dispatching a new box you can just get rid of that one and stuff like that uh people were actually very happy that we sort of owned up to our mistake rather than just saying ki okay no this is just a one time thing and we are not going to do anything about it so uh we also went to hunt step ahead and so we have a sunday letter which we send out to all our uh, subscribers and customers every single week and uh, over there we just uh, tell people anything and everything that is happening with us in doful so uh, after this huge mishap like a month or two later we sort of wrote about it and um, to let even the other people know so uh, say uh, 200 people would have received the cookies but the subscriber base is way more huge so 
uh, like we reached out to them and we we told them the whole story that this happened and stuff like that you won't believe i received at least 70 80 replies back from our customer base saying that uh, i have not seen a brand who is so openly owning up to their mistake and you know even after it happened uh, then now two months later you guys are coming and saying ki okay humne aise you know we screwed up so um, so even that was uh, that also instills a lot of trust in people on us as a cookie uh, brand so you know we me and chaman we keep talking about this that we started doful because one we loved cookies over there in europe second but the main reason was not even that the main reason was we hated what was being sold in the name of cookies here in india okay so uh, the thing is that we can't be a part of that tribe okay we have to we have to have you uh, we have to make our own tribe we have to go our own way and you know say that we we will stay true to the cookies so that is something that we want to do uh, whatever happens so even if we do screw up we will come back to our track and we will continue this track that we we have to serve the best kind of cookies possible excellent uh, tell me about any myth that is associated with entrepreneurship or with bakeries or with cookies any myth that you would want to bust myth okay that's a difficult one yeah i know <laughs> because there are a lot of myths actually so lot of people feel that you know you've made a good product now you must be like you know just selling it, it must be selling like hotcakes so that's not true actually you you have to even digital marketing or anything like that is a huge feat in itself and just to convince people to buy something from you anything it might be anything you know uh is a huge task and if a person an entrepreneur who themselves are starting a business don't know the skill of making people buy from them then i don't think the company can go so uh, i think so i used to be an angel investor in a lot of companies right uh, back in the day and uh, when i have to look at business plans i used to first thing i used to look for is the marketing budget and then in the deck a marketing plan and if these two things weren't there I did not even talk like I didn't waste time beyond the coffee because people and I say like hey how are you going to market the product they're like no 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 we are this product is so good people will come I'm like nobody's going to come <laughs> right uh, and I've seen every successful company right uh, that I've worked with their marketing plan their market positioning uh, and the amount of time and effort they spend on promoting their brand is equally proportionate to their overall success. Right? and many people who ignore it like you have the best product but if nobody knows about your best product nobody is going to buy it right so i think that becomes a, a big thing so i think you guys are doing a fantastic job at marketing i love uh, i i saw some of your social media presence i love it so how are you creating that is that in house your agency how are you guys doing it so everything is in house we do uh, everything ourselves so we have also built the studio here um, in the same space that we have our bakery in the same building basically and uh, so what we here do is that ev- everything that we need to do we need, we need to create videos we need to create photos any sort of content that we need to do is being done here itself so like you were telling me right that you guys are a marketing co- uh, sorry media company and you have uh people in your uh, you know content team and stuff like that so exactly that's the way we do things here in doful 
in fact, I'll tell you very recently we were doing a collaboration with another DTC brand and. I asked them ki okay you guys send me a product and I'll do a photo shoot quickly so then they were very surprised that you're doing a photo shoot uh, now like um, day after tomorrow we have to uh, you know launch this uh, uh, this thing uh, we have to you know go live with the this thing and we would do the shoot today so I said yeah everything is ready I have the lights I have the camera everything is ready <laughs> I just have to place the products and <laughs> go about it what what's the big deal and then uh, so from their perspective it was like that uh, if they have to you know plan a shoot they have to send their products to somebody else and then that guy would shoot and it's a whole 10 day process wherein with us it's like a 10 minute process because we are always creating content so i think that becomes literally one of the secret sauces right so for example one of the secret sauces at equinox has been a marketing team in-house so we have full-fledged agency in-house, right? From copywriters to videographers to graphic designers, web designers, PR professionals, content team, all in-house. Right? So anytime we create something new, we're able to get it out to the world in a creative way, in a very elegant way, very quickly. Even we used to do these uh, on-ground events, like before COVID, we used to be at produce something called uh, this thing, Young Entrepreneurs Conference, and you know, many, many things that way. And every time we did these events, 100, 200, 500 people used to come to it. And everything is just like, hey, who's organized it? Which which team has organized it? I used to be like, it's my in-house team. They like, really? Like, look, look at the scale at which you guys have done it, right? So having a great marketing team helps a lot. And for me, uh, having a software team in-house has helped tremendously. Having a tech team in-house has been, you know, we're able to create so much uh, efficiency and so much, you know, the, making the experience of the customer so much better. Having, you know, technology in-house has been... Amazing. So having I completely, yeah, I completely agree with you. In fact, me and Chaman, we believe in doing everything, uh, you know, in house and like. So we start with, uh, we might start with doing something, you know, with somebody else. So even in case of creating content or you know, just creating basic photos for our website, we initially we hired a few people and then after our second or third hire, we thought, ki, you know, in this uh, the amount of effort that we take with every single photographer every single photo shoot day in that much what we can do is that uh, you know we can just have a camera ready and every time we see a beautiful cookie coming out of the oven we can just click it so that would be a you know a better way to go about it rather than having a one single day uh, dedicated for the, okay today is my shoot day good day and shoot we have to get all the cookies ready on that one day so yeah yeah so we, we don't do that anymore so tell me now as an entrepreneur you'll obviously need to multitask right tell me a, a productivity hack that you follow that makes you more productive than others okay so one productivity hack that i follow is that i write down every single idea that comes to my mind like every single idea if wherever i am i'm driving my car anything so uh, like if i'm alone then obviously i'll have to wait for a few minutes before i stop my car but if if i'm with somebody if i'm with uh, like say a team member or even with chaman then i'll just ask them okay please open my phone and write this down because then i'll forget it later because there's so many things that we are thinking about on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes about operations sometimes about creating content sometimes about reusing some piece of content sometimes about you know uh, some meeting that we had with somebody so we are thinking about so many things at the same time that it is 
I have found it practically impossible to remember it all. So uh, that was something that I used to even struggle with. That you know, certain things uh, then slip through the cracks, and then you're thinking, oh, this was urgent, and then. Sometimes what happens is that then urgent things become your day rather than you planning your day. So then that's why I like to write down everything so that I'm able to plan my day according to what I want rather than according to what you know uh, what is urgent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the last thing that. So I have lived that life actually. Honestly, I mean, I don't think any one of us are uh, born productive. Uh, so we have to sort of take this journey to you know improve ourselves and go to this uh, point of being productive and I, I think it's a everyday process even today if I stop writing down what I'm doing then again I'll be back to my old days where things would start slipping through the cracks but yeah so uh, this is something that I found very helpful. So I think it's like a habit for life right I mean you're not going to get rid of it ever. So something I started doing uh, during the pandemic that has helped me quite a lot is I stand and I work. Like even my home office is not a sitting desk, it's a standing desk. And I realized the reason I do it is because I think best when I move and I walk. Even when I have an office, if I'm with my team, I'm the one who's always at the board. I'm always standing, I'm always writing. Right? So I, I mimic that. So when I started working from home and sitting down because there's no teammate in front of me, right? it's all video. So sitting down and working, my productivity was very varied. When I stand and operate, it's much, much, much better. So that has been one of my productivity hacks. All right. So this is the last question I'm going to ask you because I know you've taken out you know, a time from busy schedule to be here. So I thank you for that. But uh, last question, what kind of advice would you give a person entering the food business today? What advice would you give? I'd say that um, in food, especially in food business, what ends up happening is that everyone is following trends. Okay, uh, if there is, uh, say, for example, one coffee brand, suddenly there would be ten. Then, if there is somebody doing cookies, then there there would be five other people doing cookies, and people send, seldomly think about you know why they want to do something. Why is there any connection that they have with a certain product? Are they themselves connoisseurs of that product? Are they themselves facing any issues with whatever is there in the market? If not, then they should not do that thing. So like I always tell uh, somebody, um, so I recently took a class on, you know, starting your own home business. And uh, in that somebody asked me, are you planning to do, are you planning to start vegan cookies? Okay. And my first answer was that why should I, I'm not vegan. I'm not, uh, so veganism is not something that I personally follow. Uh, this is not something close to my heart. I see no reason to go that way, you know, and I'm sure that there are people who are doing, who are feeling that way. So then they should be the ones who should be starting, you know, vegan bakery brands or something like that, not me. So I'm not the right person to do that. So every single time a person goes into a food business and you know, thinks that they want to start XYZ food brand, they should really stop and think whether they are the right person to start that particular food product brand or not. And if there is even a, you know, iota of doubt that they should not be that person, probably don't start because I also feel that entrepreneurship is a very expensive hobby. You get into it and then coming out of it is very difficult. I love that. Uh, I love the last phrasing. Entrepreneurship is a very expensive hobby. I think. I, I think it is my hobby, <laughs> and it is probably I, I have this itch every year of doing something new. 
right i never yeah. said the company successful then i think okay my work there is done let me go into something else new you know or start something new within that company right so i i completely understand i like i think all entrepreneurs are same and this itch in somebody is a very big thing because of which we start things right so but then i always feel that if we if we are starting something new we should be having that capability to take it to uh that height where uh it deserves you know that place where uh then that inflection point comes and that thing starts to grow on its own but till that point you have to drag and you know pull and push and do everything under your power to you know make it work so and that takes a lot of effort so if you're starting something just because another brand is doing it then that effort simply doesn't come in and if you're anyway going to drop something midway then don't start so it's a big thing actually people don't think before they start don't think enough i believe so i i liked how you summarized that last point which is if you're doing something make sure it resonates with who you are as a person you shouldn't have to become a different person to execute on that so i think that's a fantastic takeaway and i think that was my biggest uh, you know learning of the day so ayushree now thank you so much uh, you know for taking out the time and coming to breaking the ceiling and sharing so openly with our audience uh, i the story of local cookies you know is a very inspiring one uh very humble beginnings to i think the new heights which you guys are scaling is absolutely fantastic and anything uh, i or equinox can do to help you scale that we are always there to you know help so thank you so much. definitely i'll take you up on that thank you so much for having me it was a very nice conversation that we had today <laughs> this was absolutely fantastic so guys uh, that was arushi from doful cookies i think uh, after listening to her story there is definitely something new that you would have learned take a moment write down whatever you've learned and implement it in your life and i can guarantee you that you'll be breaking ceilings very soon thank you so much and i'll see you guys in the next show thanks bye